Ciao, Juventini, and welcome back to the All Juve Cafe, where it's all Juve all the time. If you're new here, again, everybody that's already here, we apologize for the delays, but uh, sometimes things happen. I'm a little under the weather, and we had technical difficulties, but we're here now, and we're ready to celebrate the 2-1 victory against Sassuolo, putting Juventus in the semifinals for the Coppa Italia. Now, we are going to start off this one. I've got Omar. I've got Raf. We're ready to go. Uh, we've got a little bit of the news gathered from this morning, which is uh, some exciting stuff, too. And we're working on bringing you some extra news from uh, Mr. Nomolo himself. So, Raf, or yeah, Raf, Omar, we ready, guys? Already. 100%. Let's, do this. Let's do this. Copa Italia against Sassuolo. We get our starting lineup, okay, and 4 2 3 1 is the shape that we see uh, with uh, McKinney making up the left side, Quadrado making up the right side, Vlaovic up top, Dybala in the hole. So we had rumors of Kyle Jorge going in there to start this match, okay? And uh, that didn't happen. Uh, it was very, very strange too because in the morning it was Romeo Agresti who said, yes, um, Kyle Jorge is going to be starting. And then a little bit later, he ended up retracting his own uh, statement saying that no, Kyle Jorge is not going to be starting in this one. Artur Zakaria in the middle of the park. Sandro, Panucci, Delict, Dicilio at the back with Perrin in goal. We really emptied the clip on this thing, eh? We really emptied the clip on this one out of the gate. And I was thinking, hey, if that's the lineup, that's how you want to do it. That's fine. But get the job done quick and let's get some rotation. And that's the only thing that was on my mind. Uh, let's start with Raf here. What was going through your mind when you see that lineup? Uh... I wasn't happy with it simply because I wanted to see just rotation. We have Atalanta on the weekend. At the moment now, I couldn't care less if we win Capitella, if we don't win it. I From where we are at the moment, I just want to throw all our eggs into just getting top four. That's the most important thing for next season. So I was hoping all our best players would be rested because I didn't want to see a Vlahovic injury. I didn't want to see a Dybala injury. But since none of our big players got injured, I didn't mind the lineup. I'm not going to complain. That was my only precaution going into the match. There you go. Omar, your thoughts when you saw that lineup? Yeah, people don't like it, but I'm with Raf here. It's Coppa Italia. If we play our best players and someone gets injured, uh, the Champions League money is much more important for the continuation of the rebuild we're going through right now. Um, so that's why you have these type of matches. Quarterfinals of Coppa Italia is where you play all your, uh, all your subs and all your rotational guys. The formation, uh, I thought it didn't play to some of the players' uh, qualities and abilities. 4-3 would have been much better. McKenney on the left <laughs> and Zakaria and Arthur in a two-man pivot. Uh, it just made it harder for them, especially when some of these guys are brand new and just uh, learning how to, how to operate on the pitch the way Max wants. But it is what it is. We won, so no complaints there. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at that lineup again. All I said was he wants to get it done. I have no problem with it, but get it done. Get it done quick and get some rotation in. Not so much the case. Very, very frustrated, but we'll get into all that right now as we pull up the clips. I see a good question and uh, it's from Antonio here and I'm going to highlight it there, Antonio. We will get to it. So uh, don't think that we've skipped through it. Okay. I'm going to save that one for after. Let's get to the highlights. We did not have to wait very long, okay, for Dybala to strike. Very, very similar goal to the one he scored in Champions League earlier this season on the volley, coming through, uh, smacks it, and uh, 
beautifully into the back of the net. Dream start. 1-0. Let's go. Again, what was I wanting? Come out of the gate hard. Hit him up. Get some rotation in. But we hit him hard. And then we had to wait. And then we allowed Sassuolo to really get comfortable, do some uh, creation, and uh, cause some problems. Perrin making a really good save here on Berardi, who absolutely smoked that. He makes another big save on this one, parrying it away. And then eventually, after the pressure, Juventus succumbed to this one. I thought the defense, you know, it was pretty soft inside the area there, but uh, the shot was great. So I'll give him that. It might have even deflected a bit too. Uh, but yeah, pitting can't get to it. One, one, we go into the half and, uh, guys, I couldn't help, but feel this was just a wasted, wasted first half for UV because we were just so pedestrian after that goal. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts after that half? Um, because for me, it's like, we're not even close to getting these guys that we want to get more rest. Going into the weekend with the huge match against Atalanta, we're not even close to that right now because uh, we're 1-1 and Sassuolo's actually playing the better ball. So, Omar, what were your thoughts at the half? I, I can't say I was pleased with what I saw, but I kind of expected that. And Sassuolo are pretty similar to Verona. Their style of play is high pressure. Uh, it usually wears off in the 60th minute which is exactly what happened. But uh, Bonucci looked uh, tired and not ready to play. Quadrado was all over, but doing nothing really. He sort of lost his one-on-ones, which were a big advantage for him. Um, so I kind of I was waiting for the second half. I knew we would be better in the second half because of our uh, deeper bench and just the way Allegri plays. That's the way he likes to do it when the other teams uh, are tired. So I wasn't overly concerned, but there were some things that needed to be pointed out uh, and addressed during the halftime. Yeah. Raf, your thoughts at the half there? Frustration. Frustration. Yeah. We had, like, now, like I tweeted during the game, I was like, now we have Vlahovic, we've added Zakaria, who was playing yesterday. I don't see a reason as to why, especially when we come out and take a lead so early, that we have to then just sit back for another 75 minutes and hope to grind out a 1-0 win. Like, we have the players now to grab a game, to keep scoring goals, to, to hold possession um, of the ball for most of the time. I, I don't see a reason for us to sit back. And it's just frustra frustrating that it took us to concede for Allegri to be like, you know what, let's stay on the front foot for the rest of the game. And yeah. it was so, so frustrating going into the half because, like, we have our guys now. There's no excuse to, to be conceding something like 60% possession, 10 shots to Sassuolo at home. This is only in the first half. Like, those stats are ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're on the same page in terms of the frustration there that was felt at the half. We needed a big second half. So, Sassuolo starts off with a change in the second half, and it was Muldor coming in for uh, Ayan. And uh, 58th minute, uh, Traore ends up getting a yellow card. In the 59th, uh, Berardi ends up leaving the game, and that was uh, big for Juve too because um, Berardi was doing uh, very, very well for uh, Sassuolo. So we get to uh, second half again. The onslaught began, and it started looking really good once uh, Berardi left there, but uh, Juve started to really play with uh, sheer pressure and whatnot, and it was great. Uh, McKenney rings one off the post here. Um, great work uh, slotting it over to him. Uh, nice hit, does everything right, just 
catches the post there. This scramble, I have no words for how it didn't go in. Absolutely wild. Keeper saved. Delic rattles it off the post, comes back out, pops just straight up. Um, I see Benucci kind of in that region. Benucci was far, far from uh, his level of game. Uh, but yeah, we this was wild. We didn't get in. Then you have a breakaway from Marata. And, uh, oh, it looked like he popped it, wanted to pop it over uh, Pegolo there. And uh, this guy turned into Superman against Juve. Unbelievable. Great, great stop from him. Then you have the moment. And uh, Dybala simply waits. Vlaovic uh, gets into uh, the onside position. Dybala sends him up the wing. He kind of rope-a-dopes this defender here, and he slows up, and you think maybe he's just looking for the pass back. He actually turns him. He has an opportunity to go down here just outside the area, but he doesn't. He battles through, comes in, and gets fortunate with the bounce. But you know what? Fortune favors the brave. He went alone. He went it alone, and he got it, and it worked out. And there you go. 2-1 Uve. Then the substitutions come in for uh, Uve. Let's get the heck out of here. Semifinals. Semifinals of the Coppa Italia. We would have wanted it ended better. We ended up getting way more minutes for uh, players heading into that uh, Atalanta match. But in the end, we're in the semifinals. Gio Rocco, get ready. You know who's coming. And he's going to make you pay, buddy. He's going to make you pay. Vlaovic, deuce is on the loose, and he's coming. He's coming. Guys, that's about as simple as I can wrap this one up and summarize it. Uh, much longer than we would have wanted one not, but ultimately the job's done. It is one of their objectives is to win the Coppa Italia. We are now going to be meeting Fiorentina, and uh, it is what it is. Um, we win, we move on. But I want to ask you guys a few questions about that match and did we take uh, certain building blocks uh, from it and whatnot. Morata, again, actually created a pretty decent spark. Um, Locatelli, Locatelli's great. Um, he did a great job when he came in. But one of my questions first, I'm going to ask you guys to summarize uh, just the game in total. And then I want you guys to let me know what you thought of the midfield and how it operated with McKenney and McKenney having the freedom to move forward and then Artur and Zakaria. Um, so let's go with that and let's start with Raf. So in terms of summary, um, first half, nice opening few minutes, grab an early lead. Frustration for the rest of the 45 minutes. Come back in the second half, we need a goal. Then that's when sustained pressure, sustained pressure, winning the ball high up the pitch, keep hitting them with chances. That's the football we want to see. And like that's what I'm saying, second half was infinitely better than the first half. We didn't control possession as much as possible, but you know, that's not Allegri's game. As long as the chances come, which they did come, one of them is bound to go in, and that's literally all we asked for as fans. We literally just want to see more of what we saw in the second half. Plus or minus a few things, but it will come with time. Like this is still a team that needs to be rebuilt. Uh, in terms of McKenney. McKinney as our most advanced midfielder makes the most sense for me right now. Uh, he's our best goal threat. You know, he's, he's the best in terms of making late runs into the box. He's good in the air. I, I like to see him further up the pitch with uh, Zaccari and, and um, Locatelli kind of controlling it from slightly slightly deeper. I'm still not one who wants to see Locatelli further forward because we have no controller at the back. So yeah. um, in terms of midfield, that's, that's my opinion. There you go. Uh, Omar, your thoughts? Look, um, I 
we did have a lot of great chances, which is was pretty rare, like two or three weeks ago. Um, we could have won this game three for one if we buried <clears> those chances because a lot of one-on-ones, a lot of just a great performance by Pegula. I got to give him credit. The man was awesome and he's 40. He's almost the same as Buffon. Uh, but let's go back a little to October. Same team, same type of game, 1-1, trying to bury it. We barely made any chances. We lost it in the end. One month ago, we don't win this game. One month ago, it goes to extra time or Sassuolo grab the winner. But that that's the difference when you have a player that can make a goal out of basically nothing. A player with a ball in that area of the pitch, uh, alone, isolated against three defenders, that's not a goal if it lands to any other player on the pitch. But yeah. that's... thank God we have Vlachovic who can make something out of that, who prevented us from playing another 30 minutes. Um, Atalanta also played the same day and lost. Their moral is going to be way down come Sunday. We're on the front foot, and I guarantee you that if we start a game with Danilo and Locatelli and uh, Morata, it would have been ended, I don't know, in the 60th minute. It would have wrapped things up. But that's why you have Coppa Italia and subs for. So in yeah. the end, I was happy. Yeah, there you go. And, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of pretty much it, really. But, I mean, I kind of feel with Raph there because – there's nothing stopping this team from doing that from the outset, especially when you have the one goal lead. So you have the one goal lead. You have that, okay, now we can kill you, you know, and really make you pay. But we allow the teams to play. So every Juventini's concern, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, their concern is what happens when you play the top teams? And you continue to want to, you know, be the team that allows them to play and allows them to control. Because ultimately, if you're allowing that, they're gonna get their chances. And there were moments there last game where yesterday we could have been made to pay and might have been made to pay if it was uh, the higher quality uh, teams and guys, right? Um, I mean, if we look at the stats, basically because of the second half. Raf dropped you the first half, but the second half, we finished 20 attempts, 10 on goal. Sassuolo still ends up with 16 and 6 and 55% possession. So UV has 45% possession. I completely agree with Raf that this team needs to be better at not only regaining the possession, but retaining it. But there's been this trend that we've seen with this team where, and this was before the new guys even came. When we let off, we are, and we play slow. We are just not effective. So people are talking about, well, we couldn't string passes together in the first half. Well, of course not, because nobody is moving. Everybody is staying so far back. You eventually get the ball to one of your uh, high focal points, and there's absolutely nowhere for them to go. So it's very, very difficult to just say that it's just the players not being able to string the passes together. I think that drive that hunger to go out and kill kill is just not there they're just playing it pretty pretty safe and this has a lot of fans wondering you know is that going to be good enough come via real come even atalanta on the weekend and whatnot and come against top teams i want to get what you guys think in response to that so omar you could start us off on this one and we'll get to raf okay look so is not a bad team by any means 
they're a great team with great coach who plays beautiful football. You can't, uh, you know, understate that. It's not like we played uh, some Serie B club and they, that's just the way Sassuolo plays. And I like it. I like their style of play. Um, look, last season we were worse than we are now. Played Inter four times, won two of them, drew one, lost one. That when you come to bigger games, same way that Torino plays against Juve, so they can be the worst team in the league. Suddenly, against Juve, they're they're putting in an extra effort, and I believe that will be the case with us. And uh, the only team who completely dominated us and left us dumbfounded were Chelsea this season. The rest were kind of you know on the balance: two one, one zero, zero zero. I'm not overly concerned. There's just a different mentality to any player when you go out and play a better team, especially ones yeah. that are higher in the rankings. So I'm not concerned. Juve tried to be, you know, not cause any injuries, not put too much pressure in. It didn't work. Then they had to use more pressure. But you can see it's there. You can see that they can do it if they want to. I think the formation was the main reason. Why we players just didn't know where to go and where to stand. McKenny on the left was just not good. So Arthur hold that thought because we're gonna get into that, and we are gonna get okay. into that. Um, so okay. Raf, 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 uh, what do you think in response to uh, the fans out there that think this isn't good enough for when we play the upper echelon? I mean, we've seen this with much bigger and better teams that we've had before. So like, I remember Bayern twenty sixteen. You know, we had Morata and Cuadrado cooking them. We take them off, we sit back, we get punished in the last minute, albeit by a, an ever error. But when you sit back for as long as you do, it's bound to happen. Real Madrid, we go three and a lot there. You know, last minute, Benatia makes a mistake, we get punished. We've seen these things happen before with teams way better than what we have now. So it's, um, and exactly this as well, you know. Um, this season, we haven't played too many teams that we can say are like you know top top tier european teams i feel like if we go into these games we grab an early goal and we sit back for 90 minutes in the champions league it's like we're gonna we're gonna suffer it's something that i I don't want to see happen we need to take the game to them we need to be fearless you know we're juventus we're not we're not some yeah napoli we're not some roma side where we're you know we're the biggest club in italy man look we need to we need to act like it i don't want to see us yeah you know concede the game after taking you know an early lead or anything <clears throat> there are moments in matches where you have to bend and not break but i don't think we need to be making a living out of it and i think mm-hmm. when you're up one nil within you know five minutes you've got to you've got to press on it you don't drop everybody back you don't go back into this shell there's no reason to every time this was the most frustrating part about the second half when we did generate and move forward, whatnot, we gave them all sorts of problems. The only fact, the only issue was it was way too few and far between. Um, so, yeah, but, but I'm not putting this on just solely Max or whatnot because Omar touched on something that we're now going to talk about in relation to players' positioning and uh, even formation, whatnot. But first, before we do that, we are going to give our man of the match so everybody that's joining us live want to hear your man of the match and quick quick reminder for everybody that's tuning in to this on your audio outlets get over to the youtube channel subscribe join our live chat we love having you all in here and getting your opinions and there are a couple ways to uh support 
the pod. Okay. One, of course, we have super chat enabled. So if you feel like giving a donation, there you go. You're more welcome. And the other is go to stripecartsapparel.com and uh, check out uh, what they got cooking. And this is the latest that's available Ooh. right now that just dropped. That is a thing of beauty. Like that, that is mint right there. So uh, don't miss out the Pinturiku uh, tees and hoodies available now. Without further ado, man of the match, sponsored by Striped Tarts Apparel. Let's start with you, Raf. Raf, who's your man of the match? I'm going to give it to, I want to say, Vlahovic or the lit. Vlahovic, simply because, yo, he created a second half, he created an amazing opportunity for Marata, which should have been scored, but hey. And then simply just creating the guard of nothing. Like people are going to um, discredit him saying, oh, like the shot was going up for a throw and if it didn't deflect. But yo, like <clears throat> when you push, when you hustle that hard, something's bound to go your way. And ultimately, when it's the match, those are the game changers that we spend 70-something million for. That's why he's our Ronaldo replacement. And if I'm going to make an, an, another suggestion, I'd probably say the lick. Like he was everywhere. This guy was playing like a number 10 he created a, a, a golden opportunity on the edge of the box for McKenny. Like this guy was playing, like he was he was everywhere. I don't even know how to, to describe it. He's he's unreal yesterday. There you go. There you go. Omar, your man of the match. Uh, Locatelli. Locatelli. Even though it was a sub, the, the second he came on the pitch, suddenly everything was much more simple. Suddenly their press wasn't as effective as it was. Suddenly, chances came, you know, just banging in. McKenny, the league, Vlahovic, Morata, Dybala, everyone were sim- were just felt more comfortable and in position. It was like the anchor, which everyone moved around. He helped with the press and recovering the ball. Um, so he changed the game for Juve and his man of the match for me. Shout out to Perrin, who kept us in the match. Yeah. There you go. There you go. For me... Dybala. Uh, I'm going to give it to Dybala. The early goal. Um, not really going to credit him with an assist uh, on the second one because Vlaovic did everything on his own. But uh, Dybala did a lot of sacrificing too. Uh, he got in... He I think he won 8 out of 13 duels. And uh, I saw him as like back into the corners, uh, digging the balls out and whatnot. So he did a lot of work in this one and he was, uh, he was big. So for me, I'm going to give it to Dybala. Now, we wanted to talk about positionally some of the things we saw, the midfield, how it operated with McKinney, Artur, Zakaria. Um, it must be said, Artur is on a couple of great, solid showings now. Um, we have a couple rebuttals here. Uh, John says, do you think we actually sat back the first half? I don't know. I thought the quality on the ball was pretty poor, so many needless giveaways. Alex Peace says the exact same thing. They could not... A string two passes together in the first half. They tried to control the game and go forward, but couldn't pull it. But you tried to go forward in a counter-attacking method. Um, there was no pressure to win that ball back and win it back quickly and regain possession. We were very, very pedestrian on that front. So yeah, we did try to go forward, not in a controlling fashion, in my personal opinion. And again, we, we, our line was way too far back. It was way too far back. So that's, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to make regaining possession harder. And then when you have it, again, how many times did we get it up to the top there? There was no options. I saw Vlaovic. 
he's trying to poke the ball across and Quadrado's overrunning it and whatnot because they're just all a lot of sorts because they're trying to make something out of nothing with one or two guys because everybody's just far back. That's what I saw anyways. That was my opinion. Raf, did you feel the same? Yeah, no, I agree. Is that, you know, there's a, there's a difference between, you know, when you're sitting back, then once you regain possession, you know, you, you start from the fundamentals, you build up from the back, you try yeah. to control the possession rather than you're sitting back and straight away you're just trying to counter them. If your game plan at one up is to sit, is to, um, if what, sorry, if what you see in terms of attacking is literally just counter-attacking, at that point, you're sitting back as a team. You're literally sitting, hoping for them to lose the ball and then trying to catch them on the break. And if when you win the ball, you're not trying to you know, sustain possession and build up slowly to make sure that they don't have possession of the ball, for me, you're sitting back. It's not as if, this team can't string two passes together because you know second half that same team that were doing exactly that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Omar, what do you think? Well, Sassuolo's press was very effective, uh, but I think it comes down first of all to formation, which I mentioned. Uh, everyone looked all over the place, and second, just poor uh, individual errors. Bonucci gave away like four long balls straight to Sassuolo players in the opening 20 minutes almost all of them ended in chances for uh Sassuolo. that that's not a formation uh, problem or an allegory problem it's just poor passing by bonucci and we can blame everyone around but at the end of the day allegory can't be uh, bonucci's right leg or morata's head or dibala's left leg and yeah. and that's where the mispa misplaced passes came from most of the time yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just, again, it's everybody's personal opinion and how they view and see the matches. But for me, I mean, if you were honestly trying to control the game, then again, like Raf said, you have slow buildup. You allow your players to move forward and then try to work up uh, the ball. We were pumping it over the top. We we're pumping it over the top for a while there at the start to... Quadrado to Vlaovic just to just to bypass things and we said this in the last game there was a lot of Juventini saying we have to stop just pumping it up to him so that's just why I didn't see it as us necessarily trying to go out and control it and I saw us more as just sitting back not being on the press or whatnot but nonetheless we got the job done let's move on to the midfield uh because Omar kind of talked about that a bit and he said what is um what were your thoughts on McKenney, Arthur, and Zakaria? For me, I'm not sold on McKenney in that position. I think a lot of technical deficiencies were evident, um, and I think it would be stronger with a true winger. So that's just, that's just my opinion. But uh, let's get your guys' thoughts on that one. Yeah, yeah. That position is mainly saved for uh, Bernardeschi and Chiesa. McKenny playing there is just, you know, an alternative because we've ended up where we are. <clears throat> but you can clearly see, even from the Pirlo days, that when even on the as a left Metzala, it wasn't the same as on the right. It's just not good at that position. I haven't seen one game where he was, you know, sort of good in that area. He's a uh, right midfielder, right Metzala. On the left, it just doesn't work. But I don't think this is Max's game plan anyways. You know, it's just a makeshift rotation because no one is available. If Bernardeschi was there, he would have played that position. Yeah. Raf, what do you think? 
Same so thing, guess, needs a winger. Yeah, so I have um, a cough suite in my mouth out, so just in case, you know, you see something. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I think for that, it just depends on the formation that we play. Um, if we're playing a 4-2-3-1, you know, McKinnon, I'm, I'm not going to really like him uh, on the wing. If we're playing a, you know, a, a traditional three midfield, of course, I think as a third midfielder, he's our, he's our best um, option there. Um, so in, in regards to yesterday, him on the left, probably like not the best like we all know this whole midfielder playing on like on the wing thing isn't isn't the best thing there you need someone with some technical ability someone who'll be able to beat them man and McKenny, you know he's he, we just know he's not that guy yeah yeah i mean i think that's the way it's got to be personally I, I mean i don't know McKenny is a midfielder uh box to box and i like it that way when he when we try to play it that manner off the wing. I mean, it was the same frustrations when we were getting uh Blaze Matweedy way up the pitch there on the side in 1v1 scenarios. He's not going to do it. Uh Rabio countless times. I mean, yes, McKenny has more to the attacking phase, but you know, if he was doing it from in behind and supporting a winger, it could be even more effective, right? So, uh we see that Non Molo has posted on Facebook. Don't worry, we got it. We're going to uh, unlock it all for you on the Twitter, okay? So get over to add all UVcast if you're not already and uh, be following because we're going to drop that uh, in a little bit here. So midfield, if we're all in agreement that we don't really see McKenney in that role, how do you line this team up? Like what's your what's your main go-to midfield, Raph? Right now, I made my own like mini lineup on, on Twitter. I'm not sure if I posted it, but for me... As of now, I feel like our best team is the Diamond. But this is just going off the one game that we've seen. But I did like what we saw against... Um, who do we play again? Uh, Verona, yeah. So for me, I think Locatelli at the base, Zakaria box-to-box, and McKenney as our third midfielder. You know, third man runs into the box. You know, like that goal-scoring presence on the edge of the box. And, yo, I know people like uh, Locatelli playing high up the pitch. If we sustain possession, we'll see Locatelli just on the edge of the box, dictate and play here and there. So that shouldn't be an issue as long as you know we 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 play as the, the team that we should be. But um, that'll be my midfield three for the rest of the season. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Omar, what do you think about that midfield? Is it the same as yours, or do you have something different? Yeah, I think Locatelli, Zakaria, and McKenny is probably the best trio. Where you line them up is a different question. I haven't seen enough of uh, Zakaria as a six or of Lucatelli as an eight to, you know, make a proper suggestion. I think Arthur gets a lot of flack. I don't think he's as bad as people make it out to be. He puts in one hell of a shift yesterday working defensively. Um, So he's definitely a shout out. Uh, I don't mind him playing as a six. The amount of time I've seen him play there, he was good. He was okay. Uh, it's just our go-to banter guy at the moment. Yeah, I think I'm kind of at the point where I want to see before I can truly gauge everything, but I want to see Locatelli on the side with uh, Artur at that oh, six. And me too. I'm saying I have seen on the right Or McKenny. I think I see Zakaria and McKenny as that change-up on that side. Um, I think that's... I just want to see it before we, you know, get to any point of moving on. Uh we know Locatelli could play anywhere across the middle there, and I'm fine with it. Um, maybe even I'd like to see, yeah, Locatelli as a six, like uh, Raf was saying with uh, McKinney on one side and uh, Zakaria on the other. Wouldn't mind seeing that, uh, yeah, to be absolutely. honest. So 
I think he's got some interesting combinations, and I think we have to also think about uh, the opponents because uh, he can spread it out differently based on what he expects out of the middle of the pitch because the games are won and lost in the middle of the pitch, and uh, now he's got a little more physicality. Um, you've got a guy like uh, McKenney who can bring you some of the goals out of there. Locatelli can bring you goals out of there. And uh, Arthur is a nice little escape from uh, the press, Arthur and Locatelli. So he can mix it up based on what he expects out of the opposition and still be good, uh, in my personal opinion. But I think this one, uh, we all kind of agree in the first half, just uh, a little too uh, too pedestrian. But other than that, uh, you know, we got the job done. We moved into the Copa Italia, and now we got to look ahead to Atalanta. We didn't want a lot of these guys getting those minutes, but it is what it is. Kyle Georgie. Kyle Georgie is one of the players just can't get in. And I feel bad for him because it took us so long to wrap it up. And then he steps into this one again, like no time to do anything. And uh, one of the questions was asked earlier by Antonio. And it was, why do you think that Kyle is just simply not getting minutes from Max? Uh, Raph, what's your thoughts? He's 20 years old. <laughs> Max he's, just being Max, basically. Is is the experience part? It literally just comes down to experience. If you don't have experience, Max isn't going to choose you. His, Let me ask you this: would you, would you have started him in this one? Yeah, you would have. Yeah. Hey, on the left over McKinney. On the oh, instead of McKinney, it would have been a similar formation to what we played on the weekend, but with just the number nine there, like Morata did instead of um, instead yeah. of McKinney. Omar, would you have started Kyle Georgie? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think I would have either. No. Uh, I kind of, uh, when the news came that he's going to start, I kind of, well, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, we still need, it's still Sassuolo. Uh, but it's just, we, we talked about it. It's so hard to integrate youngsters who don't have a lot of experience under their belt because we're fighting for everything. That's a one-off game. If we manage to lose this one, no more Coppa Italia. Yeah, if we lose the game against Atalanta because we wanted Kayo to play or Sule or Ake or anyone for that matter, then someone else is going to have to pick up the pieces. If we're sitting at the top, eight points clear, then of course it's easier to integrate youngsters. But when every game matters, you, you can't take that bet until you know you've won the game. My, my, my question to that though is like, why, like in the summer, why were we so adamant on competing with Milan to sign him? Why did we pay an early fee when we could have got him for free in January? And then why did we not, why did we block his exit in January to leave on loan or something? If these, these are just so questions obviously, I don't understand. Yeah, it's legitimate questions. It's uh, obviously Max sees something in him. If he blocked his transfer and the management fought to bring him, they see something that we don't know yet. We can't see it. We're not there every day to experience training and everything. And I'm sure Max talked to him and told him, your time will come. Maybe it's better to train with Juve than yeah. uh, at some other relegation club. Um, I would have liked to see him play more. It's just the situation that we're in. is I don't think they expected to be fighting for fourth place at that period of the season. And it's kind of the circumstances pretty much damaged what they were planning for him. But it looks like he's okay with it. He understands it and he knows he'll get his chance when it's yeah. possible. And I that's think 
also when you look at blocking the move too, I think maybe he, maybe Max probably saw what he wanted to do with the entrance of Vlaovic because I think in our go-tos, it's going to be Dybala, Vlaovic, and Morata. And if that's the case, you would have only had really Keane in behind if Kyle Jorge goes out, right? So maybe that played into the fact is just to have like another forward around, right? Um, obviously, Quadrado is another guy that we can have in there in the mix. Bernardeschi, we're still waiting for him to come back. So apparently he's supposed to be back with the group as of today. But uh, maybe it's just uh, simply a depth thing uh, after they added that and how Max wanted to play. I don't really know, but I think there was opportunities earlier on for Kyle, and I would be upset at those situations that he didn't get into it. I don't really take a whole bunch out of him not playing yesterday. Um, and then as far as getting in sooner, it sucked because we couldn't we couldn't put it away earlier. And uh, we should have. And then he would have got a healthy dose of minutes, I think. But uh, it's an unfortunate scenario. I think the, the moments kind of passed for the opportunities that Max had to play him. And now uh, we'll see. Depending how the first leg goes against Fiorentina, if uh, Vlaovic sticks it to uh, Rocco in the first one, Maybe the second one you can ease up a bit and maybe Kyle can get a healthy a healthy dose, right? Um, it is one of their objectives. That was very, very evident from how Max approached that game yesterday against Sassuolo. We're going for the Coppa Italia. Um, in terms of uh, Scudetto and everything like that, well, look no further than uh, Del Piero. Del Piero had a decent little interview uh, being asked about uh, Juventus as a lady. And he says, uh, as far as the Scudetto goes, he goes, hey, there's nothing stopping this UV now from winning six or seven games in a row. And these guys drop points. Anything can happen, right? Um, he also spoke to Vlaovic and he said he would not have picked the number seven. But he said Vlaovic has no fear. And he uh, invites uh, all of that. And he is creating energy and excitement in all of his moves and everything he does. Massive, massive. Uh, and... We talked about this, and I talked about it when he was coming in. I mean, we couldn't believe it. I honestly didn't peg us for getting Vlaovic, not in the summer, definitely not in January, but bringing him on, absolutely massive. He is a different, different breed. Um, what do you guys think about uh, you know, Del Piero's words? And more so speaking to the Scudetto race, uh, I feel like us Juventini have all just this, we've all been reignited in terms of uh, getting uh, buying into this campaign now and uh, going down the stretch here. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I called it before we even had that January Mercado that Juve is going to make things interesting because I truly believe we we're better than what we were seeing. But now you got a guy that can make something out of nothing and is an absolute unit from what's, what he's showing. Anything can happen. Raph, how are you feeling? Well, it's, it's very uh, wishful thinking to say, yo, the school race is on. But genuinely speaking, if we can get over Atalanta on the weekend, we have a pretty decent run where we can we can get quite a few results. And also, you know, Napoli and Inter are playing this weekend, which can be huge. Like any Whichever way the result goes is, is, is huge for us in terms of what we want. So I don't disagree with Del Piero. I think if we get a nice little run going, eventually it can become a, a genuine target. As of now, you know, we're still like a, a good like 10, 8 points behind, I think. So it's like we still we still have ground to cover. But nothing is impossible 
And like I'm full of confidence now that we have Lahovic, Zakaria, Allegri has his men that he's wanted. He he had picked those two strike those two players. Sorry, so I feel like now we have a decent enough squad to make some noise. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Omar, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm with uh, Raf on this one, and with you. Um, just yesterday we saw that we have a bench. We have players to turn to when we can break break our opponents. Um, look, uh, out of all the top teams, the top four, we have the easiest schedule. Inter had a lot of luck uh, so far this season with injuries and COVID. They basically had to deal with none of them. Now it's kind of shifting. Now they start having injuries. Bastoni is out. Barella is out for the two games in the Champions League. And the, the tiredness is starting to show on them. And that's the crunch time of the season. And we are sort of in a good spot. I'm pretty confident. Like I don't know if I would say Scudetto race is on, but let's wait one more month. Let Inter play Liverpool, Napoli play Barcelona. They need to play each other. I think Napoli still needs to play Milan. We after after Sunday, we only have Inter on April first. The rest is pretty normal and easy schedule. We can make some noise. Obviously, we depend on the other team's results, but everyone is feeling the pressure now. And welcome to the big boys league, Inter, Milan, Napoli, where you have to compete on three fronts. Let's yeah. see deal with that. We've been doing that for a decade. There you go. There you go. I, I mean, I like it. I like it because we kept that striking distance. And now, you know, we've got a killer up top and things can happen. We can make things very, very interesting. We are going to start taking questions for Storm the Barn, okay, everybody? So now's your chance to get uh, the questions you want. I'm going to try my best to uh, give you some of the news, just some of it from Non Molo, and we can discuss it. Uh, so I'll try to keep uh, an eye out for your questions that are coming in. So he kicks it off with, uh, well, kicks off with uh, Kessier and saying some time ago that he wrote that Kessier uh, was the first name made by Allegri uh, with Zakaria. And uh, as far as uh, he knows, you can cross it out. He's going to go to Paris or Conte is what uh, Nomolo says in terms of Kessier, okay? Romagnoli, he says uh, he has no news uh, different from what he's already reported, okay? Um, and, uh, yeah, basically uh, it's expiring, whatever. There's always uh, talks with Romagnoli and Juventus. When he goes to um, Delict, he can report the news that negotiations have begun for the renewal. There you go. Big, big bomb uh, from Non Molo today on Delict. So negotiations have begun and it's with the staff, Mino Rival's staff, and that's because Mino is not doing so well right now. So it's going to take a while. But he says they're already negotiating two-year extension, same salary, fixed, uh, $8 million the bonuses will change. So just makes it uh, making them easier to reach is basically the only changes that are going to happen, but it's going to be an additional two years, massive, massive news. Um, and something we were all keeping eyes on and wanted to see thoughts on this guys. Yeah, that's, that's a great uh, way to make that happen. Cause I was always thinking like, if, if they're fighting with Dybala so much on one million here, one million there, then they can, you know, settle for seven million for Dybala and then offer the league ten million a season. There has to be some balance. They just can't do it. But yeah, this looks like a good option. 
improvement in bonuses. Uh, it looks That's... like the is enjoying life. That was the big question is how are they going to do this financially? Because usually with extensions, you know, the pay grade goes up. But this is that's genius. You know, you get an extra two years, lock them in and uh, just make those bonuses uh, more uh, accessible and easier to hit. Genius. Raf, the one thing, I, yo, the one thing I was saying about the delict um, renewal is that this like for us, I feel like it's perfect because from everything I'm reading, it genuinely sounds like delict loves Turin. He loves the club. And I feel like adding two years to his contract gives us two years to literally just get our shit together, rebuild this squad. If by this time in 2024, you know, we're we're gen like favorites for the league, genuine Champions League contenders, I don't see any other team that would prize him away from us unless they offer him a ridiculous salary and he's just like, you know what, I'm gonna just be be greedy. I feel like this transfer, uh, sorry, this renewal gives us two years to get our shit together, prove to the league that, yo, we're going to be contending and we want you to be our future, like we've been saying for the past few years. And if by then we haven't got our shit together, the league's going to rightly yeah. leave because, you know, he, he he's going to want to compete and then we'll still get a nice sum of money out of it. So I yeah. feel like it, it's, it's perfect in all sense. And it, this literally just comes down to, okay, now it's up to us to make sure he stays at the club and he wants to stay by just proving that, yo, we're going to compete. Yeah. And then again, this just the massive thing about this is that it also re-solidifies the fact that we went from a team before this January window that looked like it was going to take a couple Mercados, a couple summers to really get into this, uh, you know, contender mode and build a solid team. We're one strong summer away if they get this renewal from actually being able to compete on all three fronts like legitimately and actually be considered again uh one of those uh clubs in the mix there so this is massive 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 stuff uh this management is dialed in right now something we talked about in the green room before we actually came on raf was just saying it's finally all starting to make sense right and uh, the moves they're doing like it's not so much opportunities it's the guys they want you know, even when you hear that Kessier and Zakaria were the two names, you know, that Allegri went out. Well, we went out and got one of his two names, Vlaovic. Vlaovic was our guy. We went out and got Vlaovic. We didn't settle for an Icardi move or anything like that. It was like, we we're going out, we're getting our guys. And now we're looking at extending uh, Delic. Like, it's all, it's all coming together. And, uh, man, it's interesting. We remember uh, what Agnelli did uh, after, you know, in 2011-12 for that decade and whatnot and uh, not getting that 10 they're on fire right now they're on absolute fire right now and there was a lot of doubters in uh Agnelli and saying that he should change and a lot of hate towards Nedved they're still part of this group and this group's dialed right now so this management right now I love it Arriva Bene and Cherubini massive massive props you guys massive massive props Arriva Bene is just a G man he's unreal mm. like I love that guy I love Arriva Bennett. Now, Dybala. So, uh, Nonmolo doesn't change anything that he said in terms of Dybala, okay? He said there was uh, $8 million plus $2 million in bonuses. When it came time to put pen to paper, he stresses the agent wanted to add signing bonuses. That left a sour taste in uh, Juve's mouth naturally as it would because you're ready to finalize everything. So then you have Arriva Bene's quotes and so on and so on. The offer has substantially not changed, is what Nonmolo is saying, okay? So, Juve asked 
uh, it be changed because of Dybala's agent. So now they're going uh, from eight plus two without Antoon. So they're essentially leaving it in the hands of Dybala. That's a power move from the club. They're saying, look, you want your eight million plus two? We'll give it to you. He's not your agent. If he remains their agent, they drop it to seven plus two, which is still fine, whatnot. But the ball is that Dybala's feet on this one is what Non Molo says. Then he says he seems to be much more inclined, the player that is, to a soothing act of love, okay? Um, and he still only has Juve on his mind. That's what Non Molo says about the Dybala scenario. So interesting, interesting stuff. He doesn't change anything. It's all the same. Um, it was the agent that they're upset with. Um, and it's basically a decision for Paulo to make on if he wants his full pay and walk away from Antun or if he's going to stay with him and take the cut. Uh, but one way or another, it looks like Dybala wants to say, uh, stay and it looks like uh, Nomolo just repeats. He only wants to be at Juve. Big, big stuff. I love that uh, personally. Your guys' thoughts on this? Um. That like the whole Dybala situation, I'm I'm glad we finally have some clarity over it because you know for for months it was oh is it the management's fault that they don't want to renew him is it um, Dybala's fault that he doesn't want to stay or he's asking for too much? This clears up everything, especially with the quotes Ariva Bennett put out earlier in 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 the season and like even me I I was stressing and I was like yo this guy is so stupid like because I thought as well. His quotes are about Delict and, and Rayola. I'm like, yo, Delict has done literally nothing. I don't know why he'd single him out. But this brings so much clarity to everything. And I'm very, like, I'm very happy that they've they've dealt with it this way. It's that, yo, like, you're not going to take us for a joke. Everything was agreed. Suddenly you're going to come and ask for more money out of nowhere. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to give you the salary that we've put out. With or without your agents, take this. If it's with your agents, we're just going to offer you less and then do whatever you know whatever they need to do i don't know if they're gonna still give the, the bonuses to him but take that away from Dybala's contract i'm not sure but this is so like it's, it's perfectly handled by the club and as he said it's all in Dybala's hands now so it is genuinely up to him now to prove how much he loves the club or if he loves his agent more than the club it's yeah amazing and Absolutely. yeah sorry i see in the chat right now someone says raf owes an apology to adiva bernard yo 101 percent like, I'll, I'll take it on the chin there you go. There you I'll go. Take it on the chin. There you go. Omar, thoughts on the Dabala? I'm I'm super happy with what the club has chosen to do. You don't, you can't let agents run the transfer market. It's between yeah. players and clubs. Agents are just the middlemen to make everything tick together. And I'm happy with what the River Bennett said. Yeah, he basically said we're not going to run the club bankrupt just to fulfill the fans' fantasies. It's a business that has to be managed financially, especially now. And no agent or player is going to make us go bankrupt just because the fans want to see him in a Yuba shirt. If Dybala wants to be here, then come out straight and say to our face, I want to be here. Let's make that happen. If you're deciding between your agent who will drop you the second you don't worth any money to him, instead of the club that has put faith in you since you were a youngster and invested 40 million in your transfer if you want to throw all that away for an agent then fine okay we get it uh, you can leave but if you want to be yeah. part of this club you're not going to run us bankrupt just to satisfy your agent's desires 
financially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, power, power move. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, Namolo has so much going on. We're just going to pick a couple more snippets here. Quadrado has much more expensive offers from like Saudi Arabia or whatnot. He's still in negotiation with us. Now, the distance that Nomolo was aware of is Juve offered one year plus one. So option, whatever, for a second. Quadrado requested three years. Two years locked with one option. He is at $5 million net, um, which is three, $3.5 million plus bonuses. He asked for four fixed. Now, um, it's also in his hands, Nomolo says. This is up to Quadrado to show a sign of faith to the club because he's going to have to sacrifice if he wants to stay. Now, my question to you guys, two years with one option, do you take that on Quadrado? Yeah, I, I think I do. Okay. Raph? I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I think, personally, because I love him, I'd love to just see him retire here. You know, he's a, he's a, cult, he's a cult hero. Like he, He's so loved by the fans especially in in, in torino so yeah I'd, I'd like to see him in you yeah but again also you know what it's the end of his career so if he wants to go and earn some bucks before he retires like by all means man go ahead. you understand you, yeah, you've, yeah, been, yeah, you've, been, you've been a great servant too, right? to the club man there's, there's, there's nothing point. else to i don't think i'm terribly bothered by two plus one but i don't i don't know i don't know i'd much rather prefer one with an option for one rather than two, especially a fixed 4 million. Um, the 3.5 with some bonuses to achieve is a little bit nicer, a little cleaner, but that wouldn't be the end of the world. I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with it if we end up doing it. Um, DeShilio. DeShilio has offers from Spain. It is not true that he is at an advanced stage with Juventus. Uh, given that from the 2.5 million he's earning, Juventus has offered him 1.5 million plus one in bonuses. For two years, plus an exercisable uh, club option. Thoughts on that one? And would you pull the trigger? No. No. So, so Raf says no. Omar, would you pull the trigger on that deal? Uh, <laughs> you asked me the same question yesterday, and my answer just changes every game that goes on. <laughs> Probably no, but only if there's some alternative lined up for the same role yeah we have a few yeah we have we have a few if anything materializes then yeah all good the studio you can leave if nothing happens then we're back to square one with the fullbacks because sandra is also leaving i think if uva it really depends on how concrete some of these other things are right windal windal Nonmolo says i see that his name is finally coming out in the papers but you already knew it, and he puts a wink there because if you follow Nomolo, he's been saying Wendell for a while. There is already negotiation with the club uh, he belongs to. So there you have it, uh, Wendell. Look for Wendell. Um, he talks about so much too. Ranocchia, Miretti, Sule. There will be no sales, okay? No sales on those guys, Nomolo is saying. So everybody? No, I, think, I think he said there'll be no sales without... Um, with oh, loss of control. control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So essentially, they're not going to sell these guys. If there's oh, yeah, moves, yeah. UV remains. Like, they're mm -hmm. retaining these guys. So that's a big one to watch for. Bremer. Nomolo does not believe one bit 
that Juve bought Gatti to take him away from Torino to use as a bargaining chip for Bremer. He says Bremer is going to go to Inter or Milan only if they don't end up taking Botman. So there you got there you have it. Gatti was a Juve guy and target. So there you have it. Uh, we broke down. Uh, there's so much more. So get over to the Twitter. Okay, everybody at all Juve cast and you can follow all the Nomolo files. Um, there's always so much to dissect when Nomolo uh, drops these novels on Facebook. <laughs> Last time we did an entire episode, Anthony and I just dissecting all the stuff he he gives us, but it's fantastic stuff. Oh my too. I was there too. Yeah, yeah, so Omar was there too. It, it was fantastic. I mean, he gives us so much and a massive, massive credit to Raf, who takes all the time to uh, break it down uh, for all you guys. We've got our handles here. We got the entire team's Twitter handles in the description to the video. So uh, follow everybody, okay? Show some love and I'll go from there. Real quick, everybody that's here right now, like the video. Storm the barn. Storm the barn. I'm still waiting for some questions. We had a few earlier that we're going to go back. Cliff's got one in here and he says, a little premature, but for next season, will Juve have gone from the weakest midfield to the deepest in one season in terms of Syria? We'd have Loka, Zach, McKenny, Arthur, and Rovella. Rovella Hive. Always well and alive. Rovella we <laughs> Are we going to be... Are we the weakest? Were we the weakest? I, I think in the in the top four, in terms of the clubs that are competing, <clears throat> I'd say yeah. You'd say we were the weakest out of all the top four. I'd yeah. probably yeah have to agree, but yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I don't know. It's it's so weird. I I feel like we're not doing our guys any favors in how they've been used, whatnot, but. Yeah, we're probably the weakest midfield. We're probably the weakest midfield. Did Will we be the deepest in a season? I think we'll be pretty damn strong. I think there's still a big name, and everybody's still saying there's a big midfielder that's going to join this club. So yeah, this, is, this is excluding the targets that Agresti and Don Muller have been saying that 101% we are going to sign a name. Yeah. So that's excluding our star. <clears throat> so that's not even factored well. into this. I think you yeah. easily become one of uh one of the strongest not the strongest i think but you definitely that's a big big jump from one season to the next um and we still gotta wait for this summer guys um it's gonna be interesting to see who they bring in anthony 14 games left besides atalanta and inter we don't play a team in the top five how do we finish in those 12 games look it's uh it's hard to make a judgment on it because it depends on on a lot of things but so let's go just month by month i call this month six out of six so far we're two out of six so i'm on the right track the rest of the 14 games it depends on how far we go into champions league uh how will the copa affect us injuries red cards it's down to you know how do we finish in those luck. games let's go Throw something oh, out there. I'd say nine out of twelve are wins. Oh. Raf. I my blind optimism is saying because we've come out of the January period having played Roma, Milan, uh, Napoli, and Inter with one 
the one loss in the 120th minutes. Other than that, we held our own with without our star players. If we can get over Atalanta this weekend, or even if we don't, I feel like we're looking at a a, a nice a nice run. I'm confident. Is is my blind optimism speaking? But I'm just I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say, yo, I'm feeling a good ten or so wins here, man. Ten or so. That wins. game, that game against Inter is going to be super important. Mm-hmm. All I'm gonna say there. is, in those final twelve, Juve won't suffer defeat. That's all I'm gonna say. I like that. They like will that. not suffer a defeat in those final twelve games. You heard it here. Write it down, everybody. They won't suffer defeat in the final twelve. I'll give you that one. Hope Anthony liked that answer because uh, he called Omer the lawyer here with all the facts there. That's amazing. Uh, I just don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, one game at a time. That means <laughs> it's a cliche, but it's it's yeah, right. If we so start good. thinking about Inter when we I play used, Hey, Omer, you don't have to explain. I used to do the same thing. But Anthony used to always give me the gears and just say, just answer the damn question. Just answer the damn question. I gave you an answer Anthony, okay? Well, let's let Omar be uh, diplomatic there, and I gave you that. By the way, my answer is for all those people who follow me who think I hate Allegri because I criticize him. That is the furthest thing from the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I need to say this now because some people, yeah. Raph, do you remember how you and I met? Yeah. It was when all the heat went out. Uh, on Allegri in, Allegri out. And I was seen as the Allegri hater and whatnot. And I said, Raf, you are like one of the biggest Allegri supporters. I said, join me on a podcast. And you came yeah. on and we hashed it out. We had an awesome, awesome chat. So if anybody's saying Raf doesn't like Allegri, you have no idea. Like that one's in the archives of the podcast on what a huge Allegri supporter uh, Raf actually is. I remember that. I was in Turin when, when we <clears> had <throat> that, that call. <laughs> I was yeah. in the living room. I was like, I was heated. I was like, let me get, let me defend my man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was getting, it was getting crazy out there. You had a Juve civil war on social media uh, for the uh, pro Allegri and the, uh, the uh, non Allegri's. It was crazy. Antonio. What do you guys see as very possible central defense options and midfield options come 2022-2023? I don't know if you consider Zaniolo a midfield option, but Nonmolo even touched on that, that Juve is going after this guy. I don't know. Uh, he also said not to expect Milinkovic-Savage. Uh, Gravenberch seems to be the name that everybody's putting out and really, really heavy links. I would say expect Gravenberch. Um, I think Rovella joins this team next season, no doubt. Um, but Jody too, I'm, I'm hearing, apparently. So I think that in terms of the defense, I've been expecting and been ready for Romagnoli for a while with that uh, contract coming up. I think it's just, I think that's going to be the guy. What do you guys, and also I guess now we have to talk about, is there a shop for Gatti? next season like is there an opening i think he's 100%. he makes that jump what do you guys think so uh let's hear from you guys yeah Ram, a, go ahead you, you want me to go yeah sure um yeah uh in terms of numbers i feel like Kellini and bonucci set to stay i feel like the way rugani is going i wouldn't be surprised if he stays um Gatti, I feel like he's going to come into the fold. Apparently, the first thing Chiellini said to him when he, he came for his medical visits was, yo, this is my this is my heir. 
So I feel like those words coming from Chiellini himself is like, I'm pretty sure the captain of the clubs had had a conversation with the management and everything. And I feel like, um, I feel like he's he's definitely gonna have a a place in the squad. And again, he's only twenty, <laughs> he's only twenty twenty three. He has time to develop. I feel like we're we're definitely gonna be seeing him. Maybe an extra centre back signing for depth here and there. I'm not sure. I feel like Demiral is gonna be sold, so maybe we replace him there in the midfield. I'm hearing Pogba, but wages, age doesn't make sense. Graven Birch is, makes sense because of the Raiola connection and he's also a very similar player to Pogba. Um, De Jong as well is a name floating around. I feel like that will just all depend on what Barcelona de de decide to do with him um, with the remaining few months of the season. Apparently Xavi's not the biggest fan but they're going to evaluate him. So I feel like we could have a pretty decent squad. Also remembering Ravella and Fagioli will be coming back as well which will be amazing, like amazing boost to the team. So I'm feeling pretty happy about like what I'm Al, seeing this already. Al, you're muted. I thought you said I was muted. I was going to be saying there's no way I've been no, spending all the time without people. Do you think Fajoli's going to be a part of UV next season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I think don't, uh, I don't believe he is. I don't I, believe I think, he is. I, I think, think Rovella um, will be the one we uh, call in. And I think uh, expect Fajoli to go to a Serie A team. Omar, what do you think in terms of options uh midfield and uh defensively before we get into uh, a couple other questions look gatti i think he'll be at juve next season and i hear a lot of talks about oh he's only played in Serie b he's the best player in Serie b so was verati and he just never played in Serie A. i went straight to paris but it doesn't mean that the level is low and if you're a good player there you're good enough for a Serie A club rotational for juventus always an option um yeah. i i haven't seen too many names uh linking up, linked up to the defense going around so i don't know who you were going for um midfield i think it will be between gravenberg de jong and uh yuri tillemans pogba just doesn't suit the current uh, way that the management has taken with the low salaries and he's a bit of a fantasy, I believe, at this moment. Savage is way too expensive. Zaniolo is more of an attacker. I think we'll see the young. Fajoli will go on another loan, I believe. I have no idea yeah. information. And we still have to get rid of some. Rabio uh, Ramsey still needs to come back and shift out. <clears throat> Alex P is killing me. He's just killing yeah. me today. He's just killing me today. <laughs> Raf's got the gun pointed. He's got the gun, yeah. uh, the gun holstered yeah. here. What's going on? Yeah, this is from Nonmola's February 1st um, update. He he said that the midfield will um, integrate at least two young players. And in his mind, he feels like it will be Fagioli and Rovella. And let's not forget that Rovella is a player that can genuinely play all roles in the midfield. So he could even be a, a number 10 replacement for Di, um, for Dybala because that's where he used to play in the, in the academy. He can play yeah, that role I... as well. I have no problem with uh, these guys coming back. I just want to know that they're going to get some playing time. If we bring back Fajoli and he rots on the bench or goes back to the U23, then there's no point to it. If we sell Rabio Ramsey and he does get his chances, I'm all for it. I love homegrown players, uh, Italians. We're going back to an Italian core. Um, a lot of players just going around the league and prefer to come to us. I'm all for it. And, yeah. and Allegri's been a fan of his since he was like 16. Like it's, it's not yeah. been it's not been a 
Fagioli is already better than the majority of our midfield. It's hard to gauge when one's playing in yeah, Serie B, yeah, though. Like, how, how many Serie B's games have you watched this season of Fagioli? Yeah, oh, I need to see. Oh. I need to see. <laughs> was no, not you. I need to <laughs> see no, the Serie A stuff. I need to see that. That's why, you know, we were pushing so hard for Rovella. He had a year at Genoa. He looked good. He's into the game. He's in the mix. He's putting down good performances. That's why I see that as an easy transition. But for Fagioli to even that, – that's a bold, bold statement, uh, Louis. But, hey, respect. Uh, we like bold statements. Uh, but, uh, no, that's that's uh, really good. If anybody's got – we'll probably pull, like, one more question if anybody has in the live. Again, quick reminder to everybody, thank you so much for the support, okay? Had some technical issues. I feel awful today, uh, but we're not going to let anything stop us from bringing you uh, everything Juve – all the time okay subscribe to the channel we love the support we're pushing for 2k we're almost at 5k on twitter okay and there's going to be giveaways oh giveaways that reminds me of something oh damn that's today yes. man i i feel like i had to do something like a few like a few days ago maybe a week ago and i like never got around to doing it but i just can't remember what the heck? What the heck was it? Anthony knows. Anthony can take a break from feeding pigeons at the park to help. Man, you. I feel like I feel like we had to give something away. Oh, Please. oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Serbian bomber, Vlaovic. I'm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I said, "There's no way Juve swings Vlaovic." Not only was I wrong, I was terribly wrong because they did it in January. So, number one, in these scenarios, I love being wrong. I love being wrong, okay? But promised we would give a jersey away. Now, we took, uh, you know, name from uh, the Twitch following, from the Instagram following, and uh, then, of course, YouTube and whatnot, and Twitter. And uh, it was generated. And we have a winner for the Vlaovic kit. I'm going to take another question from Storm the Barn. And then we'll announce it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I won't do that to you guys. Okay? I won't do that to you guys. So, without further ado, this is your handle. You are the winner. At... Jordan Brenner, congrats. You have won the Vlaovic kit, okay? So yeah. at Jordan Brenner, get in touch. DM us on anything, Instagram, Twitter, whatnot. You have won the Vlaovic kit, all right? Congratulations. Everybody else, don't worry about it. We have another giveaway coming. We have another Vlaovic kit to give away. What are we waiting for? 2K on youtube so start liking all the videos share the content with absolutely everybody let's continue to grow this channel okay and once we have 5k we're only i think we're less than 50 away on twitter 5k on twitter 2k on youtube i got another Vlaovic kit that i'm going to be giving away congrats to jordan okay look at all these storm the barns all of a sudden Thoughts on Sirigo in for Perin? I would rather keep Perin, but I think Perin's going to leave. Um, fine with Sirigo as a number two. Number two is not an issue. After next season, Tech will be gone, and then we need an actual one. 
that's my quick thoughts. GGO. There you go, GGO. Omar, <laughs> thoughts on that quick? Uh, Perrine for me, but Sergio is fine. Pinsolio, Pinsolio. I want Pinsolio to be our second uh, goalkeeper. Dude, Pinsolio, he's got the third on lockdown. And uh, he's happy. He's got third on lockdown. We don't need to create more issues. So he's comfortable. He's happy. Second one. We need to do that. We need to do that. Um, okay, I'm saying, hey, yeah, I'm not leaving unless you tell me why Pellegrini ain't playing. <laughs> I have no answers for you because what I saw yesterday, a sloth could dribble Sandro. So I really don't know, to be 100% honest with you. Maybe he just wanted Pellegrini for Atalanta. You accept that, KM? Hopefully. Hopefully. What do you guys think? We hope. Yeah. You see this, we, we this have, orange? You see this orange? Uh-huh. It would have had a better performance <laughs> yesterday. But yeah. it is what it is. We have the same information you guys have. We don't know anything uh, besides yeah. what's been told on Twitter. So we have yeah. no answer. Pellegrini is the obvious I have joke. an answer. Let's go. Sandro is older. It's that simple. We need to remember who our coaches. Look, I do, I do understand that Sandra it was has a Copa experience. match. If Sandro oh. plays in that match, that means he doesn't play on Sunday, which oh. means he's a rotational player now and he's not a guaranteed starter. There was talks about this. Uh, Israel being promoted to uh, the first team, which I'm actually uh, fine with that. Uh, Storm the Barn, Harry Maguire, who says no, everybody. Me. Everybody. Everybody says no. Oh man, this was uh, this was amazing, amazing. But guys, had a lot of fun. Again, one last reminder: this is your handle. Congrats! Reach out. Got yourself a Vlaovic kit coming. Everybody else, don't worry. We got more. We got more. We got plenty more to give away to you. Okay, so uh, stay tuned. Guys, had a blast. Had a blast recapping uh, the uh, Copa Italia. We're in the semifinals. Big, big match coming up this weekend. And we are all ready for it uh, at all UV cast. Okay. Match day live on game day, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. Come join us. Okay. Um, there may or may not be a watch along again. So stay tuned for that. We'll try our best to bring you that. And then, of course, another post-match podcast. Let's go as we continue to try and make some serious noise in Syria. And uh, we've got the killer up front now that's given us all the faith that he can make something out of nothing. Let's see what goes down. Let's see what goes down. Okay, let's keep it going. Guys, you want to give any final thoughts as we finish this up and how you feel about going uh, Juve going into this Atalanta match? And if you want to make a call now, stage is yours. Let's go, Omar. I call a win. Win against Atalanta. <clears throat> We're on the upward trends. We're there, baby. We're there. Let's, let's go. Through. Let's go, Raf. I feel like it's going to be a statement weekend. My blind optimism is speaking. Yeah. Clean sheet. Two oh, goals. Oh, yes. We're going we're gonna to tuck them in, man. Revenge. We're going to get revenge for early in the season. <clears throat> we're on the rise, baby. We're on the rise, okay? Juve starting to make serious serious waves okay and again omar touched on it beautifully in this episode everybody ahead of us has to think about juve now okay and we continue to climb it starts this weekend big big statement match i have faith the guys go out and get it done i honestly don't even care how they get it done no excuses go out there win the match and let's move on fantastic point no zapata 
no Musso. Let's go. Nothing They've lost Gozens. What's that, Raf? They've lost Gozens. Yes. Not even. Gozens gone. They are ripe for the picking. And we're just going to go right through them and continue to march on. All right. And don't forget what I called for the last 12 games. We don't play anybody outside top five. Juve will not suffer a defeat from there on out. Let's go, everybody. Let's go. Enjoy the rest of your Fridays. Okay, thank you all for joining. Take a quick second, if you haven't already, to like the video. Ciao tutti. We love the support. We'll talk to you all on the weekend as we get ready for UA Atalanta. Don't forget to check out the Nomolo files on Twitter, okay? All our handles in the description. Let's go. Don't forget, show some love to Striped Hearts. Look at this thing. Come on. Let's go. Vino alla fina. Forza Juventus. Ciao tutti.